Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Bring us in, babes. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Caliente. Do you remember when I used to say that by myself? Yeah. Now, now you don't let me say that. I think I think it sounds better when we when we do it together. It's oh. like because you know we're a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do this together, and I'm the Caliente, and you're the Coco. No, so for sure, for sure, for sure. I feel like it's that's only... my moment to shine, though. <laughs> what do you mean? You talk. You talk. This is like I'm we're, joking. We're co-hosting this, and in fact, uh, you're getting better at leading conversations or being, you know, more involved in conversations I'm and, trying. I, and i'm proud of you for that i really am because at first you you were shy. entirely too shy and, and and not so comfortable doing that right i still am uncomfortable doing it but i'm trying to do it so i learn and and uh yeah you're doing great thanks so guys we just got back literally what yeah <laughs> Technically, hours ago. yesterday, um, from like a, a long, it was like a two week travel. It was over two weeks, actually. We keep saying two weeks, but it was longer than two weeks. Yeah. Basically, we went to LA, and that's when we podcasted with Leo and Phil. Uh, and then we, we did another one in there that you guys will hear down the line. Um, and then we went to Louisiana to be with my family for a week. And we were back for one day mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we flew to Colorado and and we had a po- couple podcasts there one of which is in this segment mm-hmm. and a couple others that'll come down the line um and tell them about our flight what happened oh it got delayed so it was already um like a later flight 7:30 p.m. and then it got delayed 3 hours to 10:30 and then we so we didn't get into Detroit until 3:30 and then we had a three-hour drive home, so we got home at six thirty in the morning. It was already light out, and we yeah. hadn't slept really. Like I couldn't, we couldn't sleep on the plane, mm-hmm. of course. And then I tried to sleep on the way home, but then Victor put on this like crime podcast, and I was hooked in it. And then so when we got home, we kind of just crashed, but we're still recovering. Like I can still hear it in my voice, just like exhaustion. Yeah, because yesterday, what we woke up. I had to wake up at 10 mm-hmm. and I was half asleep on this like conference call. Oh, yeah. And then I went back to sleep and we didn't get up till like two something in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Went to my cousin's track, track meet. meet. <laughs> and then we got Chinese for dinner and watched Amazing Race. Yeah. And, and now we're still kind of like, I'm tired. So right now, Nicole and I, we're, we, we have a, a little trip coming up in June. And so we're trying to get in shape. So it's like now we're back. We're trying to eat healthy. And how many days we have? We have like 42 days? I don't know. Something like that. I think it's 42, 41. 
for to get in shape. So this morning, that's a lot of days. So I might start at like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, well, because I feel like crap because uh, the last two weeks I've been just we've been eating junk, uh-huh. and I'm not used to that. Like I'm used to eating good, um, and so that when I don't eat good. Even though I eat a lot, it's still like normally kind of healthy. Yeah. And so I don't gain that much weight. But what we've been doing, I my pants and stuff don't fit me comfortably. So this is when I hit this point. I need to take action because it's like you can go either way. And I'm not going to go the other way. <laughs> like I can't let myself. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to start really watching what I'm eating. Just And then I'll get back to my normal to where I can eat a lot but just healthy. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I'd never eat fast food, and you can handle fast food, though. You, I can. You don't gain weight from it, I don't feel like. I do. <laughs> do. I do, but this is this will now, when we got back, I, I did my first day of insanity yesterday. So this will be like my fifth time or sixth time mm-hmm. starting insanity over. And What's the longest you ever made it? I think like two weeks because it's always like yeah. we go somewhere. Yeah. Um, the weekends really get you. And the weekend, well, the thing is I, I was even good on the weekends, but it's like the, the last couple of times that I started, we had to do something. We had to go somewhere and then I have to restart, you know, day one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This time I'm going to stick it through, hopefully all the way through. Yeah. I got to keep myself accountable. Um, so yeah. So life has been busy for us. Uh, we haven't been home a lot. Yeah. It's been really busy. And what's crazy is like when we were even in LA and stuff, we didn't even have time to take like a pretty picture or anything. And I think that's something that I guess it's something that you should do because like us being on the internet and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. like people want to see that. But you and I were just like, let's just grind. It so a, yeah. we just we just worked the entire time. And it's kind of like, like a blur now. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. We don't have any videos or pictures to look back on. The the like seeing my family was fun and the nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. um, but I think one of the one of the most fun uh, things that we did was that botanical garden. Yeah, in, in I, I we did take in Denver. I was like, we got to take some photos because I love to look back. And then we went to the garden and it was so beautiful. So yeah. we're in the same outfit every freaking time, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was such a great time though, and it was nice to unwind. Um, it just it just feels like there's so much going on that we never get a chance to like take mm-hmm. a deep breath and relax. And even when we come home, it's like, okay, you're home, but all right, now you got to... every The problems that everybody has at yeah. the house, right? You got to clean, you got to clean outside, you know, trying to get the garage in order, getting ready for the we next gotta season. We got to clean our yard. Yeah, exactly. So... And my mom was the best. She cleaned our whole house. Oh, I was so happy. Like, it's like, she mopped, she did, she cleaned out the microwave, she cleaned out the fridge, she cleaned everything, and she did five loads of laundry. I'm like, oh my gosh, so coming home to a clean house blessing is so much different, like, because I I didn't, I haven't felt stressed yet, I haven't felt stressed yet, because it's not like, oh my god, I got all this stuff to do. It's like, it's just work, it's not like housework, and my dad mowed my lawn, um, I'm, we're spoiled. We're so grateful though. And, uh, we'll make it up to them. Yeah. Well, we did get them dinner yesterday, so that's a start, but it's there's a, start. a lot more, yeah. uh, to make up for that. Um, so Nicole, we're in, that was what episode four of the race yesterday. Yeah. How, how are you feeling so far watching ourselves? I don't know. It's different than I thought. I think the first episode I was really excited and I really loved like, I feel like we got some air time mm-hmm. and then now it's kind of like, 
I'm don't I'm nervous when I come on the screen what I'm gonna say. I don't want the airtime. <laughs> but we don't really it's not like we get little snippets. Yeah, we get little snippets and um it it's just funny because there's so much more that always happens or that we say. I remember in the boat, mm-hmm. like I'm hanging on to the fish, you're like the one lifting the boat, rowing the boat, and I'm like and you're like, do this. I'm like, I can't do everything. <laughs> so that would have just been so funny because I'm like doing nothing, but still doing something. But yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we all kind of looked at each other and laughed because mm-hmm. we're like, how ironic. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you, you kind of remember those funny moments. And then if you don't show. see them on the air, it's just kind of like you forget about them. Yeah. You know, and we don't have pictures of our own and stuff to remember things by. So if something triggers a memory, I can remember, but it's it's kind of like a blur too. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and to your point, like since there isn't much shown of us, like you are nervous, even me. Like, yeah. What, what, so what are they going to show in those five seconds that they exactly. show? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we literally, I think, get like. 30 seconds maybe no seriously in the and whole like, episode and i'm just like oh god they got like my double chin or oh god they got this you know like <laughs> come on show something cute of me you know <laughs> but uh you just you don't know because there is a lot of you say stuff all day long you're yeah. in interviews for a couple hours after and it's crazy to me all the work that goes into it and then what they actually use. Yeah, the the thousands of hours of footage. I mean, dang, that's <laughs> got to be hard to go through that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, right now it's been great. You know, what, third place three times in a row. Second place. Second place. What am I talking about? Yeah. Second place three times in a row. I mean, that's awesome yeah i mean i i at this point it is awesome like looking back (laughs) on i'm like holy crap we're crushing it like how did we do that you know like uh, against all these teams that are like supposed to be you know especially the race teams and then all these other like tough competitors from Mm -hmm. you know big brother and amazing race or big brother and survivor um it's yeah, just crazy. I don't remember doing that well so early on. Like, I, <laughs> I don't. I didn't realize it was like leg two, three, and four that we got second place. Like, people probably should have been scared of us <laughs> early, you know? Yeah. So there's this really cool vitamin service um, that is called Care Of. And mm-hmm. what it is is you go online and you take a quiz that only takes like five minutes and it will tell you what you are lacking in your dietary needs. Oh, that's cool. So like since I don't eat meat, they yep. found something there. And um, like so anyways, like mine has magnesium. It has this ashwanga pill, which is like a chill pill. Is that how you say that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and calcium. So anyways, it can figure out what you need when you don't even know that you're missing something. And what they do is they're little packets individually that come to your door. My favorite part is it has a little motivational quote on it. Yeah, and it says like, <laughs> it'll say like, hi, Victor, hi, Nicole, whatever your name is. And then it has a little quote. It's cool. Um, so a portion of every sale goes to the Good Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Oh, that's so awesome. they give back. Yeah. There's vegan and vegetarian options. Um, but yeah, so... That's that's kind of what I've been doing since it's spring. I want to get back home over the winter blues type thing. It's good to be healthy too. I mean, just whatever you're lacking, you know, they yeah. put it right back in you. As it can really make you feel different. Oh, yeah. If you're missing something little. So for 30% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter code COCO30. For 30% off your first month, go to takecareof.com and enter code COCO30. 
Um, we can read some reviews real quick, and then we can get into the episode. Yeah, so as we always do, thank you guys so much uh, for leaving reviews. It really keeps us going. You know, doing a podcast can be a little stressful at times, but we love doing it because you guys give us such great feedback. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. So mm-hmm. take it away, Nicole. Okay, um, I'm going to need you to join me on this one. Okay. You'll hear my cue, maybe. Okay. You guys, uh, this is called Keep It Up by Tracy Laurie. Five stars. You guys are doing great on The Amazing Race. I have both my kids watching with me, and they recognize you from the Big Brother house. I love the beginning of your podcast when you say, Coco Caliente. I can tell you both say it with a smile. (laughs) You two are freaking awesome. So happy for all your successes. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, we we did it again, and we smiled again. (laughs) That's kind of why I said the joining thing at the beginning, because I knew what my... (laughs) All right, so this one's called Holy Hooked uh, by Steph R87. Five stars. I started listening after the first Amazing Race episode and, and I am now all caught up. You guys are perfect complement to each other. I am sad to have to wait a week for the new episode. Work will be less enjoyable until then. Best podcast. Aw, thank you. That is really sweet. That's cool that she started listening and then she I caught know, up. I know, that, and that's cool. And, and I'm happy that, you know, it, it's nice if when people jumped on board early because mm-hmm. that's great, you know, yeah, from day one. But it's also nice when people jump in like now and they have a lot of episodes to listen to. And they want to listen to them. Though. Yeah, Because exactly. sometimes you can jump into a podcast and you're just like, meh. <laughs> so I hope you guys don't ever get an eh episode. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I feel know. like everyone has eh episodes though. I mean, you can't be perfect and on right, right. you know 100 of the time so if you think this is an episode check out another one yeah this one is very okay so mother's day is in a couple of days and i was planning on having my mom on this week and then we got uh we got corinne on mm-hmm. and it was kind of like the more explicit language yeah and so then i was like okay we're just gonna hold off and do my mom even though it's gonna be after mother's day next week um, cause she actually wants to record on mother's day, which I think is cute and special. So we're going to do that, but, uh, that way she'll have her own episode and then it won't say like explicit language for my mom's for episode. So that's kind of what we're, we're, that's kind of fun. You imagine mother's day with a exactly. little Exactly. I was like, I can't, it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so that, that's kind of where we're going with that. I'm sure everyone will have their moms on this week. It makes sense, but my mom is special. So she'll be next week. Yeah. She has her own week right yep. after. Um, so now getting into this episode for us at, on the race being in Vietnam, um, it was exciting. Uh, it was a little stressful as you guys saw trying to get a taxi. It felt impossible after the, the snow hill or mm-hmm. whatever we had to do there. And holy crap, the bear got knocked over. Clues went everywhere. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. And I think the bear could have gotten hit a lot of times. And I'm surprised like the li- Brittany, the littlest person, took him out. But... I hit the wall and I got like burns down my arms and everything. I remember that was like, I don't know. That how was you, chaos. I don't know how you even fit on the sled because the sleds were tiny because it's for kids. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they captured how chaotic it was. It was chaotic. Cause even you remember the, the, the sleds in the igloo, those weren't even the sleds. The sleds were on top yeah. of the hill and then everybody's mm. grabbing for sleds and trying to get down and yeah. Like having everybody even run up the escalator at the same time. <laughs> What's crazy is we, so, um, there were people that would kind of try to cut in line and do outside things. of the, cause remember it opened at 6, 8, yeah, 6 30. So we're just like, you know, we got second. 
you know, team fun got first. We're, you know, let's make sure we stay in line. Uh And so then when more teams started to show up, it was kind of like the people we expected. Um, honestly, we talked about it and it didn't show, but Alyssa and Rachel would always kind of find themselves up to the front of the line somehow, mm-hmm. like just like talk and then they'd be first and we're just kind of like, eh, let's like not get pushed over today. Yeah. And, um, so we like made it, we didn't exactly, but there was like five teams who were like, nope, let's stay in our order. Yeah. How we got here. Like the first five teams, how we got here because that's fair. Yeah. Otherwise, because at least it was single file going up the escalator. Opposed to like chaos. To pushing. And yeah, because Chris went up, tried to go up the which is smart. <laughs> other side. But if he, I was at the end, I probably would do that well, too. Well, he ate it and yeah. his knee, I, I, they, they didn't show it, but his shin was all cut up right. from the escalator. And it looked actually pretty painful. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just funny because like, you know, you don't, they don't even show. Or it just didn't make it because it must not have been that interesting. But like us like, can, okay, let's like make sure we stay in line. Because you want your place after you kick butt like the pre previous leg you kind of really hope that you get a head start like there's no equalizer right there's so light. like we're there waiting for two hours for it to open and then some people come and they only got to wait 15 minutes and you're just kind of like oh you know i could have slept in today yeah so <laughs> that's um that's kind of frustrating but then when you're something as small as like waiting in line a little bit ahead of teams makes you feel better. So, yeah, no, yeah. and it's and, and like I said, I feel like that's only fair. Yeah. Um, and I guess at the end it didn't matter because not everybody could get a taxi anyway, and we were scrambling. We scrambled for a lot longer than it looked. Mm-hmm. Like we we were really up and down, up and down the road. Not I not sure like, where to go. Heck? We went to some back roads. And actually, when we got in our taxi. He stopped and we switched taxis. That's when we switched taxis yep. halfway through because I'm like, oh my gosh. I think he was like off shift or something or he wasn't yeah. going the way that we needed to go. And so he handed us off to another taxi and we're like, what the heck is and going on? that was on? like very not a good feeling because <laughs> we couldn't communicate actually there at all. There yeah, was no yeah. communication. No English. Yep. And so we're just like getting in another taxi, going in a different direction. We're like, okay. Yeah. And and as frustrated as I was in the taxi as... as uh, we got there third, which in all reality mm-hmm. wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But you don't know that. Mm-hmm. You don't know that when you're in the cab. You don't know that when, when all this is going on and you're just like, gosh, I really hope we do well. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, we did. So one of the toughest things for me lately is actually sticking to my diet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. It is hard. And it's and I have to reframe or reframe, but just change my mind to mm-hmm. where it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And that's exactly what this uh, new app that I'm trying is doing. It's called Noom. Yeah. How's that going? It's going good. Um, basically, they have this online community and they have these specialists and they it's basically a bundle of uh, a like a behavior change professional, nutrition expert, and a fitness trainer all mm-hmm. in one. And it's for less than the price of like one training session. Oh, nice. It's pretty crazy. Um, and they have that, you know, community for you that, you know, can help keep you encouraged and on track. Um, so it's really cool. I like it. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just different, right? Yeah, because, because it's like got everything you want. It's got, it's, it does something with your food. You can track your food. Yeah. The, visualize the portion sizes. Yeah, um, and you can take this, uh, it's like a 30-second online evaluation that can show you how much weight you can lose and keep off, right? And not everybody has time, right? We're always strapped for time, but this Noom is just telling you to commit 10 minutes a day to this, mm-hmm. and they'll like, give you the encouragement and the tools that you need to change your life. Yeah, so, that's cool. It's really awesome. So if you visit today, go to Noom.com slash Coco, and you should start your trial. I mean, what do you have to lose? You can start a new life, you know, start new habits. So again, that's Noom.com slash Coco. 
So we have today, we have Team Villain on. Yes. Um, Corinne and Eliza. And Victor's going to read a little explicit thing. <laughs> because this is um, different than our other episodes. Listener advisory. The following conversation includes language that is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was serious, but... Now, if you have kids in the car or anything, now you know it's Yeah, because my to... jaw dropped a couple times, so... Uh... <laughs> now it's time to listen on by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. So we have a guest here today. She's very uh, charismatic. Uh, she's part of what they call hashtag team villain. <laughs> yeah. Right? You own up to that? Uh, yeah, I would say I'm probably like... 60% of the villain in the team villain. <laughs> so Corinne uh, Kaplan, right? Yes. Corinne Kaplan. Thank you so much. She invited us into her home here in Denver. Um, Super nice. Yeah, Thank you. Very nice apartment. And uh, I, I, I will say first that traffic getting here was a pain. <laughs> I don't have any control over that. <laughs> no, we, we actually got hit. We got in a car. We got in a yeah, car wreck. I, she was texting me and she's like, we're going to be a little late. And then the next text, um, we just got hit. And I'm like, what? Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you were on season 17 and 26 of Survivor. Yes. And then you ended up on The Amazing Race. Yes. So, every five years, I've managed to work my way onto a different show. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, you were teamed up with Eliza. Mm-hmm. And. Okay. Well, first and foremost, uh, okay. I just want to step back a little bit. No, 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 you're right. You're, you're on the right track. But how did you even get on Survivor yeah. to begin sure. with? How did so, that start? This is an interesting story. So back in like my youth, I dated Ethan Zahn, who's the winner of the second season of Survivor. Mm. I end up like we did when we were kids and then he moved on. I moved on. I moved out to L.A. a few months after moving to L.A., I was on MySpace, which we all used to be on. Oh my God, MySpace. I know, I'm like one of those stories. So I get a a random email that I assume is spam that's like, we're looking for a brunette in your age range that's not a model or an actress that's interested in going on Survivor. And it was very direct. It wasn't like an adventure. It was Survivor. Yeah. And so I hit Ethan and I'm like, oh my God, wouldn't it be hysterical if this was really Survivor? Because even though he was on the show, I met him right before he collected the million dollar check live and I never saw a second of any of his episodes. I was not a fan. I don't really like reality TV. So, except Sister Wives, but that's the exception. Um, (laughs) Love should only be multiplied, not divided. Um, So, in any case, so I get this email and he goes, well, why don't you call the number and just ask to speak with Lynn Spillman, who was the casting Mm -hmm. person. Now, back in the day, even though it was maybe a little bit easier to get a hold of people because social media didn't exist like it does today, you certainly don't call CBS and then demand to speak with the head of casting. But you know me, like you guys have now spent time with me, so I'm like, I will only speak with Lynn Spillman. You get Lynn Spillman on this fucking phone or I'm not talking. So Lynn Spillman, they, they cut to Lynn Spillman. Like they, they passed me off to three people and then Lynn answers and she's oh, wow. so annoyed that I had, she's like, why, why did someone patch this girl through? Yeah. So she's like, well, you have me on the phone. So why don't you tell me why you want to be on Survivor? I was like, why did I do that? Why don't you tell me? You sent me the email. And no as soon way. as I started yelling at her, she's like, we need to see you immediately. <laughs> and so they were at, it turns out they were at the very end of casting. It was, uh, three weeks out. Mm-hmm. They had already done finals. They could not find what I now understand was the bitch, but I didn't know that. <laughs> so what they, what they really wanted was they wanted a female and they wanted a brunette, but they, they were really looking for exactly yeah. my character. Mm-hmm. And so the first interview I had was with Jeff Probst and Mark Burnett. And Probst was like, well, you've never slept outside. How do we know you're not going to quit? And I'm like, I'm a Jew. It's a million dollars. Next question. And like oh, every okay. time I answered something, they were like, what kinds of guys do you like? And I was like, married ones. And then I looked directly at Burnett. And like they were both like, we're all uncomfortable. Like, you have to play on this show. <laughs> so I 
ended up getting on it, but I had no, I had to crash watch all the seasons mm-hmm. um, that I could, like, yeah, in the yeah, time yeah. before I left. I had mm-hmm. to learn how to swim. And like I said, I had never, ever slept outside, like, ever. And and is that infamous quote of yours uh, that they showed on, on The Amazing Race about... Uh, I can't even the remember. The jury speech? Yes. yes. Was that from the first season? Yes. Mm-hmm. What was, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I didn't watch it. So yeah, what's sure. the context of that? There was a stupid whore on the show that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and she irritated me to no end every day, day in and day out. And it was, I try and explain, and I do at the live finale. I'm one of the only people, there's only two in the history of Survivor that has been booed at a live finale. Oh, wow. They actually had to tell me, Probst had to come backstage before the finale and inform me that... Um, it was likely that I was going to get booed and I needed to decide how I was going to handle that. And I was like, handle it. I'll handle it. <laughs> so <laughs> I had the chance to say I was sorry at the finale mm-hmm. for that. So basically what happened is she cried nonstop and I cannot stand a cry baby. Yeah. I, I, it's fine if you're crying for a reason. She would cry if the other team won because she felt bad. Or yeah. she'd cry if we won because the other team lost. Like she, she would cry all like 24 hours a day. Got you. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I couldn't take it. And so, um, I, and she's I, just very low intelligence. There was just like a bunch of things I did not care for in her. Okay. So, long story short, I had to kind of grin and bear it, but like now looking back, I realized that there was probably, I thought I was being really stealth and just like saying things in confessionals and trying not to like blow up at her at camp or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that like my facial expressions were kind of telling a different story. So I think she was <laughs> hip to it, even though I thought I was being like, so I thought I'm going to come out fucking swinging. Cause the only thing you get to do when you're on the jury, you have the mm-hmm. chance for the final three remaining people. You can just, you can say you're supposed to try and decide who's getting the million or you can use that time to ream someone out. <laughs> I don't even think they do that anymore. Um, but I did. Wow. So, and I didn't just ream her out. I reamed one of the other finalists out as well. Um, oh, so she was a finalist? Yes. Okay. So there was a final three. Yeah. And she was one of the final three. Mm-hmm. So um, I took that time mm-hmm. to really give it to her. <laughs> and uh, truthfully, it was a lot longer of a speech. They cut it down. It was much, much worse. That was not the bad part of the speech. Oh, when, wow. when I'm like, so you'll stop crying about your dead father? That's not even the bad part of the speech. <laughs> no they way. cut the, the real bad part out. Yeah. So my parents, so as I'm at this finale, Jeff, they do this montage of me just saying a bunch of cunty things. You're allowed to curse on this, right? Yeah, we'll put explicit on okay. there. Don't worry. <laughs> I, think, I think we're far gone yeah. from, from saying no cursing. I should have asked that. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's just going to be a series of beeps. Um, and so like, they had this like montage of me saying all these things, yeah. which I think are hysterical. And I also thought I was going to be like America's hero, but I didn't understand America, I think. Uh. <laughs> so they kind of sided with her. I was the villain, which is totally fine. Um, but they give me the chance to apologize. And I see my family's in, you know, one of the first rows mm-hmm. and they're sunk so low in their chairs and they cut to commercial and my parents are waving me down. Say you're sorry. Just apologize. And I was like, absolutely. I am not sorry. So I have the chance to like mm-hmm. take it back and be like, I was hungry. I was tired. And I was like, absolutely not. It was like being stuck with a colicky baby. Like I stand by everything I said. Wow. And because I did that, I think because I'm authentic, I think like, yeah, I didn't feel bad. I didn't want to act like I felt bad just to endear America to me. Like mm-hmm. it, it was fine that everyone hated me. Like I had no problem with that. 
That's why I ended up getting asked back because people who are not trying to play a character, people yeah, yeah, who yeah. just are, mm-hmm. make very interesting TV. At least that's what I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And especially like having the villain role and for you to be able to just like own it and do it mm-hmm. and not feel bad about it, then that's your role. I mean, that's who you, that's you. Yeah, you know, the, like I said, when I when I played the season, everybody on the cast, like I have so many good friends, like we all got along really well. Like yeah. if you were to ask 90% of the cast members, mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, Corinne's, I love her. Everyone hated this girl. Oh. But you see, America, when they watch a show, doesn't yeah. know all of that. And so right, right. I actually ended up like running into her at a party and she locked herself in a bathroom, started crying and said she wasn't <laughs> going to come out unless I left. Because this is typical <laughs> fucking antics. So I said to her, I agreed to go into the bathroom to try and talk her off the ledge. And I was like, I think why you're upset is because the people that don't know you love you, mm-hmm. but the people that know you can't stand you. And she was like, <laughs> like oh but that's gosh. the truth, yeah. right? So yeah. it's easy to hate me from afar, but I think most people yeah. that I played with don't and actually like, find me to be. <laughs> running the race with you, we would never, like, you're not a villain to us at right. all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's funny. I'm not even a little bit scared of you yeah. or anything. Yeah, so. it, it, it's crazy how that works because, like like you said, like what they show yeah, on camera, they really take the analogy. bits, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And then when, when we see you, like Nicole just said, it's like, oh, I mean, that's just Corinne. And honestly, so far on the show, you have been less villainous than so, Eliza. Y- uh, so if you were to look at the, the, the difference between Eliza and I is like, so she's really good at strategizing and like doing things like being loud, which we can talk okay. about. Like, so things like that. So I'm not, I'm not that way. Mm-hmm. I'm much more like if you watch any of the deleted scenes, like my commentary is more the, the villainous part of my character, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. But a lot of that just doesn't make the show. Okay. So, yeah, I would think if you watch some of the deleted scenes, if anyone listening has not checked out the deleted scenes yeah. that Eliza <laughs> and I are specifically in, you will be very surprised to hear the things I say. <laughs> Nothing about you two. I like you two. Oh, okay. No. But I go deep in the <laughs> Afghan animals. <laughs> uh, we yeah. gotta look that up. That's funny. I mean, and, and okay, so let me just, one last thing about that. Is that, is like being the villain, is it something you are trying to be? No. Or is it that just something that like, no. since you speak some, your mind, yeah. it just comes off that way? You know, we only are team villain because everyone has to have a kitschy yeah. team name and we just really didn't have anything. I wanted to be team like, um, what did I, uh, um, hardcore single or like so like I wanted it to be like hey we're single ladies or something yeah. and like production was like no <laughs> oh so you were team villain before even the show started you we were like found that- out that someone called us that uh, and then we put together because we could not understand why we were paired it just didn't make sense to us because we didn't play together yeah. we didn't really know and then we were like oh I think it's because we're both villains I think that's what happened here and so we just were like let's <laughs> lean into that but in you know no, I wouldn't have. I, I would definitely say, like, um, I'm somebody that's, like, pretty outspoken. And I would say, I would call myself a bitch more than a villain. Okay. A villain makes it seem like... Um, Me. Not, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, I'm twirling a mustache, which is really not my thing. I'm just, like, if I get upset or annoyed, yeah. um, I think, you know, a lot of people are losers. And I'm, like, the kind of person that's, like, very... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid of hurting other people's feelings, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You don't censor so, yourself is, a, is yeah. a better way to say that, I think. But I can take it. Like, I condition and I can take it. All right, guys. Uh, I know we were talking about anxiety and uh, mental health issues. And so I just kind of wanted to tell you about BetterHelp. Um, so just to start off with, this isn't a crisis hotline, right? This is 
uh, online counseling service that has professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. And it's very convenient. I mean, and they don't just deal with anxiety. They deal with relationships, sleeping, trauma, self-esteem, grief, anger, LGBT matters, family conflicts. Um, It's available worldwide. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. Um, And it's just... It's just a really good way to have a secure, convenient, professional, and affordable environment. That is really nice. Um, just to kind of, you know, just talk it out and feel mm-hmm. better opposed to holding things in, which we all know is just not good for you. Yeah. Um, so if you need help, better help is there for you. And best of all, it's it's really, truly affordable. And they have financial aid available for those who qualify. So for the Coco Caliente listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with discount code COCO. I mean, so just why not start today if you have to? You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you need somebody to talk to, a professional that can really get you help, mm-hmm. better help is the way to do it. You just simply fill out the questionnaire. Um, and that helps them assess your needs and get them matched uh, with a counselor, you know, that you'll love. And also, if you don't like the counselor that you get, if you're not happy with them for any reason, you you can request a new one at no additional cost. Yeah, I really like that. So, you know, I would I would give it a try. It's there for you. It's a service. Again, it's not a crisis hotline, but this is something that you can do on your own time. Go to betterhelp.com slash COCO and use the discount code COCO. C-O-C-O. How do you think you, you, and, uh, you and Eliza did on the race, like as a team, right? Both you yeah. kind of, because you kind of both have that personality. Did you guys feed off each other or is that something like? So I have, it's, I've never had to play a game like with someone, even like my work that I do like professionally is very autonomous. I don't generally have to team up. And so that was an experience in and of itself. Like even, um, just any, any decision, it wasn't just mine. Like she would do things before she'd ask me or I would do things before I'd ask her. Got it. And then I would have said like, Oh, I wouldn't have done that. That doesn't like, yeah. I wouldn't have done that. But you, you, you make that it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And so maybe a good example would be if she, you know, she was loud in karaoke, right? <laughs> we were ahead and we were, we're never going to get first place in anything. So yeah. it, the necessity to piss you off in karaoke just doesn't exist for me. Like I wouldn't have done oh, that, Okay, I but she would. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, all right, well now like had we kept playing, you might have harbored resentment. Like, well, that's annoying. Like she saw me standing there. Like she tried to jeopardize, which is why I don't like the Afghanimals, right? Yeah. Like they outwardly tried to jeopardize yeah. my gameplay. And, we, I, and I don't play like that. Mm-hmm. That's not my, like, it, I get I, it now. She's more outwardly, like get in your way type thing. Which to me, the, like the long game. And I agree with most things that Eliza does. Yeah. And I'm sure she did that. Cause she was like, I don't know. We're in a competition. Like this is the, the, the creative thing I can think to do to give yeah. me a leg up. Um, but I look at the long game, like mm-hmm. if you piss off the wrong person, like me, for example, if you piss me off, I'm serious. Watch the deleted scenes. Like, I, I mean, I would have murdered the Afghan animals given the chance. Like, so you, you do that one thing. You piss me off that one time. I'll, if I get to that U-turn for, I will U-turn you out of spite, not even because it's a smart yeah, gameplay. Yeah. And I assume mm-hmm. there are plenty of other people playing with emotions like that. And it's just not smart to, like, yeah. I don't want to upset people. If I don't have to. And, and funny you say that about the Afghanimals because we didn't know until we watched, uh, not this episode now, and let me preface this for anybody that's listening. We are talking about uh, episode the, up, the, the episode that already aired just now before it even aired. So we haven't seen it, episode four. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that now. But episode three, we didn't know that they try to make you think that you're not mm-hmm. in the right spot. Always. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Everywhere we went. Us, so. Yeah, but I couldn't understand, like, 
all right, we suck at this. We're not even good at this. Like, do you have to kick us while we're down? Like, we're just like two struggling girls. Like we're not competition for you. Like, is there a reason you have to be this nasty? And to me, like it was so unnecessary. And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, this is not yeah. fly for me. Yeah. No. And then I talked to you, I'm very close with Brittany and Janelle and they really liked the Afghanimals. And I was like, yeah, because they didn't do those things to you. If they did that to you and you were already having such trouble and struggling so hard, like Mm-hmm. You would be really upset, you know? Uh-huh. You yeah. would not like them. And I don't mean it because it's like smart gameplay, because I don't think it was smart gameplay for them. Gotcha. They're just kind of not nice guys, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like the villains on their two previous seasons. When I watched, I thought they were the heroes. <laughs> you did? I thought they were having more fun than everyone else. Oh, yeah, you really liked them. I loved them. They were my oh. number one team I wanted I to meet. I forgot about them. Skip two or yeah. season, and you're oh. like, man, I hate these it guys. It was like pretty early on, like, I think Eliza talks about this at some point. I don't know if it made air or not, but we were on the plane sitting behind Jamal for 12 hours to Tokyo. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered to turn around once. <laughs> not once. And Brittany's like, I sat next to Leo, like, talked to him the entire flight. And I'm like, okay, well, they just didn't like us from jump. I don't really... I don't know why, <laughs> but, like, yeah. I mean, I always... I went back to this. I, I talk about this on our text thread, but, like, when we got to the elephants and they were intentionally... Uh, mm-hmm. Leo was sitting there and trying to tell us the wrong direction to go. Mm-hmm. And you, I watched your face and you couldn't stand to watch four girls yeah. struggle when they didn't need you. It was like, there was no point And you were just like, I can't, I can't watch this. And so you just immediately, you just spill it out. You're just like, you girls, it's, it's in the front. And so like, and then he yells at you and he's yeah. like, you can help the big brother girls, but not the survivor girls. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of like, I mean, they're all girls, man. And like, can't we be gentlemen? Like, like you're, it was. You know, we're ahead. Uh, like it, the, yeah. our girls are already gone or his boy, well, yeah. whatever. They're already gone on the elephant. Fan. It's not really going to hurt us at this point. So yeah, yeah. you you were like just like what this. It was just being mean for the sake of being mean, and you just couldn't let it like happen. And mm-hmm. it just made me like you so much. I was like, he's <laughs> such a good-hearted guy. No, that, that that was something, and and we didn't uh, know about the. He had just started telling me about the running in the mm-hmm. road situation. See, and when we went to run in the road, like we did that because the Afghan animals were in that, but I was upset that we had to do it because Rupert and Laura were in the tuck tuck and I didn't want to upset Rupert and Laura, but like Eliza is much more, she'll, she's balls to the wall. She doesn't care. You know, like she's just, she's so competitive. Whereas because survivors a much more social game, I was really aware of like, how loud are we talking in the airports? Are we spending time Mm -hmm. with each of the teams? Did we offer them some of our food? Like I was really trying to get to know all the other teams because I just kept thinking, at some point, maybe I'll, I'll need somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want everyone to hate us. Not cause I, I'm sensitive, but not that I just, <laughs> I don't think it's a good business concept for yeah. all the other teams to just want to get rid of you cause you're a dick. Um, so I guess we can segue into, you know, the episode, you know, this episode, episode four, where you guys get out, we didn't see you guys until we got off or we were waiting for the bus. Yes. And then you guys got off thinking that's where you're supposed to yes, go. Yes, that was awful. So <laughs> what kind of happened before that? So like- we we were having trouble just like everyone else um, after the Snow Palace finding a cab, which oh, that oh was my so gosh. I don't understand. It was like the, 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 the Bermuda Triangle for cabs. Like there was not a cab no, to be no. at. Nothing. No. And so Eliza and I are desperately like... We're circling, we're, and, and we end up finding one, but she, she goes to panic mode always, and she's like, we're probably in last place, and I'm like, honestly, I've at least played this game, lo- like, enough days to figure out that, like, it ain't over till it's over, yeah. so, like, now's not the time to panic, we hadn't even gotten to anything yet, mm-hmm. and so, um, and I kept thinking, well, Brett and Chris are going to be behind, no matter what, because they yeah. have something yeah, they have to complete, they have that oh, yeah, 
They're, Are you fucking kidding with that? They're like the first ones to get uh, in. Correct. <laughs> what happened is because it delayed them, everyone had dispersed, so they just went out front and got a cab. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it, did did so did Rachel and Alyssa take your cab? So what happened is they paid a cab driver to stay. Oh. And that was smart, but also to Eliza's point. That was a point, long time they had to stay from when correct. they dropped her off. And it would have been all your leg money, which I, yeah. I don't know how you would. But regardless, Eliza's point was kind of like, they ain't going to know the difference between her and those two girls and us two girls. Like, <laughs> let's just take that shit. So I was like, yeah. But I knew, again, well, now you're going to upset. Like, you're just, you're basically just cutting people off. Like, you're just upsetting everyone. And at that point, we weren't actually behind like we were in we were with everyone else and i thought look well it's not that hard let's just get another cab um we did attempt to steal it the cab driver said no and then we got out (laughs) it wasn't that dramatic but um you know i will say i i very much like both the girls now but when we played like i was not super into them i was like why are you guys wearing a fucking laptop cover what the (laughs) what are you what did you do like, I could not, I couldn't, and I swear to God, if they don't show the full body rash, Rachel gets from wearing a laptop cover. If you guys don't know, the body glove suits are made of neoprene, which is genuinely what yeah. laptop covers are made of. You do not wear those while you're sweating profusely. Fly, how they both didn't have a yeast infection, I don't know. So, like, yeah. I just was like, what is, what is wrong with these two? Like, I just could not, could not find common ground. I was like, there's some, something's weird about them. And now that I know them, I don't think that at all, yeah. which I'm sure is what people thought of Eliza and I too uh, mm-hmm. during the race. Um, but finally, like we get a cab. We end up being like third maybe to the Yeah, and, and, and I'll let you know, we thought the same thing when we were, we're trying like, to find it. it we're like, so we hard. ran across the street yeah. down. I mean, when we got in a cab, he was like getting off shift and we had to switch cabs. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're yeah. like what <laughs> Wait, on one of ours, I can't remember which one, he got out to smoke a cigarette. Oh. And actually, I, I will tell you what happened after that because I asked specifically if um, this would make the cut because I was so excited because this is the villain in me versus the one in Eliza. But again, it was too much. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> the guy gets back in after he has stopped to smoke a cigarette. I need you to pause and reflect on how awful that must have felt. Yeah. <laughs> he gets back in and I just start screaming, I hope your whole family dies in a fucking fire. Oh, and Eliza is like, stop, what are you doing? Doing? And I was like, he can't fucking understand anything we say anyway. That's the difference between her and I. Like, yeah. I will, I spaz out, but like, I'm not like, I'm yeah. not the person that thinks to go like zigzagging in front of someone's tongue yeah. so much, you know? Um, anyways, so we get there and as soon as we get there, we had predetermined you, you could not have been more prepared than Eliza and I were. Like we went through every single, we listed out every single challenge we had ever seen on the Amazing Race and oh we decided gosh. who would do it. If it's sewing, if it's dancing, if it's climbing, if it's anything with heights, if it's anything with driving. So I can't, I can't ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I can't drive for shit. Like, I mean, I'm really bad. So I took six hours of orienteering classes to be the navigator. Oh, oh my god! And we decided. How, yes. long, how long ahead did you know you're gonna go on? By the uh, way, between five and six weeks. Okay. Okay. Because so we time. had between four and five days. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we were we were cast really early, which is more to the point of embarrassment that we weren't better no, at this. Because no, no. I mean, for everyone listening, like. It's very hard to be an expert in anything, but like yeah. I took one climbing lesson and because of that, I got up that first oh, challenge yeah. hill because I understood how to use your legs and not your arms. Okay. So I was just trying to get a general idea. Yeah. So like cooking class, like Eliza and I split up every task. It was predetermined that anything with driving at all uh, was her. Okay. So we got there. I mm-hmm. saw the, the track and I was like, yeah, it's all you, babe. And the two of us are petrified of motorcycles. I made a promise to my mother when I was a little girl that I would never get on one. We both <laughs> call them donor cycles because 
Yeah, so she starts, and I'm, you know, I'm like, I know that she's going to be bad at this, but I figure she'll get it together. Yeah. Because you know what? She is, she is a very dedicated, like... Persistent. Yeah, like, yeah. she's not going to let this beat her down. Whereas, like, I more than likely would have wiped out, ended up with stitches. Like, it would have been worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt that no matter what the outcome, like, she was the right choice for this. There's no way I was going to be good at that. So she gets on the bike and I can see she's very nervous and the nerves are contributing to imbalance on the bike. And the worse, the more she's fucking up, the more she's getting in her head. And then she just proceeds to like break down. So I'm like, get off, get off the track. Like just stand here for a second. Mm -hmm. And so I like take her off the bike and I'm like, look, like you've got to channel. Like we have a mutual best friend named Franny who is, she's actually in real life, a life coach. And I was like, Mm. you've got to breathe and you've got to channel Franny. You've got to think about this in like pragmatic. We are not far behind. This is not a big deal. We are only halfway through this leg. Like you will get this. You will figure this out. It is a matter of balance. You're Mm. not going to hurt yourself. Like I'm, cause you know, once you fall a few times, like they didn't pad you, you, you know, like you start hurting your, your skin on your legs and stuff. Yeah. 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 And so I just, she, she was getting very discouraged because people like call me, get on it, do it one time. Janelle, she did. I mean, they were, people were buzzing through that and yeah. you know, we're not people that know how to bike. We're both very yeah. scared of them and I'm doing the best I can to hype her up. But in my head, honestly, I was not that concerned. I thought there's more to the race. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. more to the leg. Yeah. I mean, I always think like in survivor, you're worried about the challenge and then it comes down to the fucking puzzle. You know, yeah. there's always something that, that equalizes it for everyone. Well, and, and everybody's watching this already at this point. You don't know there's a head to head at I the don't. end of it. You know, so at this, it's like so, that could be there. That could not be there. You know, I so, you know, I didn't even think about the head to head, but when we got to what, what happened is, um, we, we see a bunch of you guys waiting for a bus. We think that's where the challenge is. We get mm. out, which only delays us further. Yeah. We get back in the car, we go to the actual thing, and when we get there, there's no one there. And that's when I begin to really lose it. Because I now realize we are last. Yeah. And it's a very long challenge to get through that fucking pond. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you guys did the basket. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yes, we did. And so um, I start to really panic, and now it's on me. And she's just sitting like Brett was. I love that Like Nicole was, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, she's like squatting behind me. It's not even comfortable. And she's holding my back, and we're hunched over, and my back is killing me. Mm -hmm. It's so heavy. And like... I'm losing it. And again, this is, this is me being, I don't know if you'd call it villainous, but like there was, and I highly doubt that they're going to show this. And again, for everyone listening, we haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. There's a violinist that's playing. Do you remember that there's like musicians? Yeah. 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 He he was on the grass, like behind. Okay. Well, while everyone else was yelling at the people in the boats that are splashing water, I'm giving it to the violinist. I'm like, stop. (laughs) You stop fucking playing. I don't want to hear this shit. It's not a fucking funeral. Like I am. Losing it on the violinist. <laughs> so, oh like, that's so. And, and funny. Eliza goes, Eliza, then I then I don't lose it on her, but she's like, You're doing great. And I was like, Shut up. I'm not doing great. <laughs> like, stop. Stop with the encouragement. It's a lie. Like, everybody just shut up for a minute. Yeah. And it's like, just, Everyone stop talking to me. So, we, we, we do that, I mean, as best we can. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's, oh, I know. My knees were all banged up from the. From my the back bang. was killing me. Yeah, and like, all that stuff. You know, I'm not. I'm not not a, a powerhouse really I'm not I might look slightly athletic but I've never played a sport in my life like I certainly like my parents ironically I grew up with a tennis court that doubles as a badminton court and in our vacation house we have a kayak and I'm terrible at both of those things <laughs> <laughs> so 
we find out, we read the clue, and Eliza is ecstatic that there's a head-to-head. And I am now the harbinger of doom. I'm like, who cares? We're going to have one shot at it. It's very hard. Yeah. You know, I remember just this one head-to-head that I watched of the really smarties from Yale. Oh, my that, gosh, with the French, the French fries. fries. Oh, I and, felt so... They went from, I like, thought, first to last I thought, almost. Oh, your, my gosh. Be- your worst-case scenario. Yeah. Most of the time, the team that's last... They just don't make it. Yeah. It, because usually it's something that requires a bit of practice and to be the, decent the at. the team that lost, I just did it. You know, it could Correct. have done it once yeah. or several times. You don't know. Well, well, no, because we watched it. The Riley sisters were on their third try oh. when they played us. Yes. Oh, I so, they got, third so they got some practice Correct. for sure. And practice, but, they're, but you're tired and you're freaking out because you just lost three places. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But the other problem is that they didn't let any of us, and I hope it's okay to say this, they didn't let anybody hold the racket or play with the shuttlecock and it's raining and windy as oh, the day goes on. Geez. So now you cannot predict. First of all, I don't I don't even like tennis. Like I said, I grew up with a court yeah. in my house mm-hmm. and I did never played it. I, I don't enjoy that sport. I'm very bad at hand-eye coordination. But prior to, Eliza's just like, it's fine. I will hit all the, the balls. It'll be yeah. fine. I will be fine. But then badminton in the wind is Dude, a yeah. nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's completely you try, to, you try to bat it lightly so it goes right over and it no. just ends up on your right. own side. Oh, I was so pissed. <laughs> right. And, and you know, I, I got mad after the fact at Chris and Brett because they're two of my very closest friends. Yeah. Before the show even, like, I was so excited that they were yeah. going to be out there. Like, yeah. I'm very, very, very close with them. I would consider them family. Like, mm-hmm. I would never let them struggle or go down. Like, it, it would... It would take a lot for me not to give them help if they asked. And they walked off the court and did not say anything to Eliza and I. And I was like, the fuck? And after the fact, they were like, Corinne, we thought that we didn't even second guess that you guys would kill it. Like, yeah. Oh, like they it, it, was not, it was not it. intentional. They, no. it, it was like, oh, they, they got this. Horrible. We'll talk to you guys soon. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, they felt really bad. Because I was like, you could have told me, like, when you hit it, this. I mean, I don't know how much that would have helped. But, like, we really had no. I would have used any tool I had yeah. at that point. And so I went into that knowing that this was the end and, and he, I was... And he was probably thinking these girls just lost three in a row. I know that my girls got it under control. Like, I don't want to put it in the Riley sisters' face. Like, come on, you got this type thing to you right. guys. So he was Because pre- they're just so sweet and they, I bet you they did think you 100% had it. You know, the, like I said, I have... When you look at me physically, I look like I might be decent at sports. Like one hundred percent, you have muscles bulging oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never played a sport in my life, not once, nothing. I've never played a single sport with a ball ever. I cheerleaded and I danced. I would have been great at the Welcome to Vietnam dance, <laughs> yeah, what the heck? which Where you guys you didn't even do. I promise, I, I promise, Eliza, Eliza can't dance. I promise her I would uh, never say yes to a dance thing. Got you. Even though that would have been, I would have had that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You both have to have it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. And did when, uh, when you guys. Guys, uh, got to the first moped thing. Were you guys last? Was the taxi the one that got you there last? No, or we were... Came, we were like third. Oh, no, 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 no. They were before. They were there before us. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, and we were okay. probably. I want to say third. And I couldn't have done that because I. I mean, I ride dirt bikes and stuff at home, but if I can't touch the ground, that's hard for me to be able to keep like balance or catch myself. Or right I could never dun, do dun, dun. it. And so. even for me, when I did it, I, I, yeah, I had a moped when I was in high school, but it had been a long time, so I had mm-hmm. to get the hang of it. And I think I was like, 
you know, I think the passing score was 80%. And I think I did the track the one time and I was at 80%. Like, yeah. you know, it'll ding, yeah. ding. And I was like, son of a. So there, It was not subjective at all. No. It was like straight up. If you touch that rail. Like, That's it. it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you kind of on accident. Uh-uh. It's like, nah, yeah. Well, um, I believe this comment will likely air. So I apologize in advance because it would appear both of you guys use <laughs> these things. <laughs> what are they called? Dirt bikes? Moped. Moped. Okay. Well, they asked me about that, Eliza. would be good at it at the very beginning of the challenge. I was like, well, she wasn't raised in a trailer park, so I doubt it. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> but I grew up in Florida, and all the trailer park kids had versions of that. Oh, yeah. That's funny. No, I got one uh, when I graduated. Well, in Puerto Rico, I went there after Katrina. When you graduate ninth grade, uh-huh. my parents gave me one. Uh-huh. So I used to go to high school, and I was the only kid with a moped. <laughs> I didn't even have a driver's license. My dad had to get a driver's license for like motorcycles yeah. for me to have it. Wow. So it was a lot of fun. It had little speakers on it and everything. Cute. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that you're Puerto Rican. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So and anything like reflecting back on the race? Like, um, Sure. Well, I, again, I haven't seen the episode, but I know what I did on the mat and I was, I was really, really devastated and it's very hard to explain. Um, you know, I, I think you guys understand because you've, you've been on, mm-hmm. you know, reality TVs before TV before, but like if it was my first season and I had never done anything before and I had no expectations, yeah. I would just be like happy to be here. Yeah. I, I watched so many seasons. Like, I'd never seen amazing race before we got cast. So I crash watched all got of that. You. Got you. So every time I'd see someone get voted off, I was so shocked by how smiley they were. Yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> I guess good for you. Like you'd get somebody that like I remember these girls from TMZ that were, they didn't, they got eliminated in the very first challenge. They never <laughs> left California. And I was like, oh dear. Like, and they were like, I guess this just wasn't our game. And I'm like, wow. Okay. And so my perception was like, it must be so much fun to be on this show mm-hmm. that like you genuinely don't care when you get out. Yeah. And the reality is I didn't, I did not have that much fun. And I was really, really in it to make it like I had a, a barometer for myself of how long I wanted to last before, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I would be okay with being out. Yeah. I go into all these shows, like the money wouldn't make a difference in my life. And I know that for the most part, I'm never really that talented enough to win one of these shows, <laughs> but like, I just want to get far enough and I want to make a lot of memories. And yeah. as the the you know this is happening in like slow motion and i know that my memories are ending and that all these people are going to go on to other countries and they're going to do other cool things and i just it crushed me i was devastated yeah. and i it, i wasn't blaming anyone like it's it's no one's fault i i couldn't could not say this enough times i would have been worse at that challenge than eliza yeah and I'm never going to be good at badminton. I didn't practice of all the things. <laughs> I've never seen them do that before and i didn't know to learn that mm-hmm. um and it just felt like I, I I can't explain. I was so, so, so upset. And if you've ever watched my seasons or if you knew me in real life, like I cry maybe once every 10 years. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a crier. Yeah. And for me to like break down like that on the mat, like it was very serious for me. And I read what Phil said at the beginning of this season about each of the teams. Mm-hmm. And he says in there something when he's talking about um, the two of us, like he goes, they're playing like, the, like they have everything to lose. Like they, there was a... I think Phil felt, even from, like, the second we stepped out to begin, that, like, we were playing this game way more seriously. Like, most everyone else was, like, enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. We were... It was a job. Like, it wasn't... Like, I didn't come out there to, to, like, have a good time. Um, And it just felt like unfinished business. And I felt so 
just so sad that I was losing out on all the rest of the memories I could be making. Corinne, thank you so much yeah. for I being on the podcast. Yeah, this was super fun. I wish we had more time. I know. I know. Yeah. So it was awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people follow yeah. you? Um, I'm Corinne Sanity, C-O-R-I-N-S-A-N-I-T-Y on Twitter and Instagram. So oh, Easy enough. I'm probably still on MySpace if you want to find that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, thank you so yeah, much. Thanks. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. My pleasure. So, uh, yeah, welcome, Eliza Orleans. Thank you for being on the show, Coco yeah. Caliente, with us. We got the other half of Team, team Villain here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, no, I'm so happy that I get to talk to you guys. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and we talked to Corinne a little bit about the, the Team Villain stuff. Um, is, what's, what's your input on that? Like, is that something that, that you like, that you revel in, or are you just, like, playing it up, or, or how does that Because well, you? so, you're not mean in real life, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Well, especially not me. Corinne kind of, but I'm really not a villain, especially not in real life. I mean, I like spend my life like fighting for the underdogs. I'm a public defender. Like this is just so not who I am. Um, but when I was paired with Corinne and they called me to say, do you want Corinne Kaplan as your race partner? I was like, oh, okay. I see where we're going with this Mm -hmm. because she is like notorious survivor villain. And, um, you know, we kind of leaned into that role. Yeah. Once we realized that that was the role we were going to play, you know, especially because Janelle and Brittany, who were both super snarky on their seasons of Big Brother, were now like, oh, no, we're moms and we don't want to talk badly about anybody. And mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, okay, so this is kind of going to fall to us to be like the <laughs> funny, snarky, villainous team. Right. And I mean, if you look at what we actually said about people, even though even if we're the villains of the season, nothing was like that horrible or evil or mean. I mean, we're just kind of being silly and we're talking about people at the beginning who we don't even really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like you guys, I know. I'm like, I'm, I was texting you guys like, I'm sorry I called you team dumb. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I love you. Yeah, it made us laugh. Like, honestly, no, no, didn't hurt our feelings. Yeah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> you guys are like the most beloved team. Everyone is like, oh my God, could they be any sweeter? They are like the cutest. <laughs> we were crying when Victor was like talking about Nicole living out her dream of riding the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so in love with you two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's yeah. So definitely, we we get it. With no harm, you know. Like yeah. like Nicole said in person, you know, you're, you're really nice. Um, so how did you even get into like the whole reality TV thing? Like, how how did that start for you? Oh my God, it was. Well, first of all, it was what a decade and a half ago now. Oh wow! Um, oh, wow. I, I was a that. huge fan of Survivor from season one. I was 16 years old when the season when the Survivor started airing, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this show!" Like from episode one of season one, I was like, "I'm going to go on that show." And of course, my family was like, "Sure, you are, Eliza. Go yeah. for it." You know, <laughs> we support you. Thinking like, I mean, 10 million people were watching, or like 50 million were watching that finale when Richard Hatch won. They were like, "Yeah, right. She's going to go on Survivor," right. and then. And literally the day I turned 21, I filled out my application. Less than a month later, I filmed my audition video. I sent it in on a VHS tape, mind you. Oh, wow. And um, I got chosen my first time applying. I was 21 years old. The first time I went on Survivor, it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college. And, you know, made it all the way to the final four, had this incredible experience. And so when they called me again a few years later when I was in law school to say, hey, any chance you would go back on the show... I was like, yes, of course, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, any, of course. So it wasn't even a question. Yeah. And then, and that was, you know, that was 
now 11 years ago, but a decade later, you know, last year when they called me to say, hey, do you want to go on The Amazing Race? I was like, wait, CBS still remembers me? What? <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, there was no way. I don't say no to CBS. They could be like, hey, Eliza. I mean, although if they asked me to do Big Brother, I probably would say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. I mean, who, I, I can't, 90 days? I mean, 90 days, no books? Yeah. I don't know what, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I feel like you'd be good at it, though, too. Oh I think, God, like, all of those not. shows, like, they're all kind of the same. Like, honestly, if you can handle Survivor, you can definitely handle Big Brother. I don't know if that's true. I feel like on Big Brother, you guys have it so hard just from the, from the, confinement and the boredom and the 24-hour-a-day <laughs> cameras. I don't know. No, it could, it could be pretty intense for sure. And I mean, eh, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I guess uh, Amazing Race. So now now transitioning into the Amazing Race. No, but now you guys have to, one of you has to go on Survivor and be the first person to ever do all three shows. <laughs> I couldn't do it, but maybe Victor. Nicole would be super... Victor uh, could definitely do it. Yeah. Victor would be amazing. He'd like make friends with everyone, be so strong, be helpful around camp. Victor would definitely win Survivor. Nicole would be... A pleasure to watch on Survivor. <laughs> she would be she would be gold, I think. I'd be, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Uh. So now going into you know this this episode of the race. I mean, going into actually that leg, were you guys feeling confident? Like going into yeah, it? Yeah, because you guys you guys said you finished fifth previously, and that was your best place yet, right? Exactly. So we had gone from ninth to sixth to fifth and we were like, let's just keep, you know, survive in advance, survive in advance. Like Mm -hmm. you can finish second to last every single leg. And as long as you make the finals, you can, you still have a shot at winning. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like your placement, the previous leg really matters at all. Especially given that now they have much less of this like rolling racing the way that like Colin and Christy talked about on season five, how they were three days ahead Mm -hmm. at one point and they never saw another team for a day and a half or, you know, and and it's just not like that anymore now with like the flights being pre-booked and everybody kind of being in the same spot things, you know, they, they do a lot more bunching, um, to, you know, to increase the drama, I guess, but it's just your placement on the last leg, like really doesn't matter as much yeah. Now. Like there's an equalizer. There's a lot of equalizers here. Tons of equalizers. And so, so yeah. So is it, you know, it, it, the one thing it contributes to, I'd say, is like your confidence level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it shows a lot with you two. Like, especially you're like, wow, like we can do this. We're good at this. Like we got this. And, and so your confidence kind of gets better and better as you start to place higher. Yeah. So we went into the leg being like, okay, we're like middle of the pack. You know, maybe we don't suck that badly. Maybe it's a learning curve. Maybe we're doing slightly better. And then we just had a bad day, you know, and anybody can have a bad day. And Mm -hmm. maybe had they like pushed the leg back a few hours and had we gotten to start with our head start, like if Snowtown had been open when we got there, let's say, Um, and we've gotten through Snowtown very quickly Mm -hmm. and I had had that extra time to get through um, the motorbike challenge, you know, who knows what would have happened? You know, like it's just... It is what it is. Snowtown didn't open until 6.30 in the morning. And um, and so everyone was together. Yeah. And we, we had a bad cab, which you kind of saw, but like <laughs> you didn't see the extent of it. I mean, we felt like we were lost for hours and hours. Dang. And, and that's, and, you know, and I'll repeat this again because I've said it before, a bad cab can really make it or break it for yeah. you. Um, imagine, I know. It's so frustrating. Imagine had your cab went straight to the, straight to the moped spot. You know what I mean? Exactly. If we'd gotten there when Alyssa and Rachel got there. I mean, it took, it took Alyssa seven tries 
it took Jamal six tries and they said it took me 10 tries. Mm. I mean, wow. uh, maybe yeah. it would have, maybe if I'd had more time, you know, it's like, who yeah, knows? Because when you had more people there, you had to wait for like the racetracks. Yeah, to open exactly. Because only one person could be on it at a time. Mm-hmm. And you're not even a, you're not, you're not a fan of motorbikes or mopeds or anything like that. I think I was talking to Corinne and, and that's what she was saying. Like you guys don't like those things at all. It's like scares you. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I know. It's it's crazy. It's like something that I've had so many opportunities in my life to learn how to tr- ride a motorbike. And all those times I've chosen not to learn and chosen to ride on the back of someone who's very good at doing it because I felt like I would be putting my life in danger. And I like have watched so many people get into horrific accidents um, on motorbikes in foreign countries, especially in Southeast Asia. Um, even, I mean, I spent, I spent a month in Vietnam. I, I like traveled through Vietnam. Um, oh, you, you know, did. What a oh, yeah. leg up. I, yeah. I, seriously. And, well, I'd also been to Luang Prabang in Laos. I had <laughs> been to, I'd literally been to every single place we went to. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to, so it didn't really matter. It didn't matter at all. But, <laughs> but, um, but I, in Vietnam was, you know, given the opportunity to like do this tour and I, I could have ridden my own motorbike and I was like, nope, I'll pay extra and like ride on the back of a professional because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to die. Like yeah. I don't want to, I watched some girl in Thailand flip off her motorbike. She broke both her arms. She put her arms down. Oh she my broke gosh. Both her arms and her, her trip was over. She had to fly home to the UK, like, you know, in a double cast with her arms like out, you know, I mean, wow. it's so for me, motorbikes have always been really scary and I never learned to, to ride one, but I, now I was like, shoot, I wish I had. <laughs> and so how did it feel finally on try number 10 just to get it and like get out mm-hmm. of there? But like at the same time, knowing you're in last place, you know? Oh my God. I was convinced we were going to be eliminated. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to be here all day because I'm never going to give up. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have quit in me. Like I would yeah. never quit at something. Mm-hmm. So even if I was on the motorbike for 10 hours, just trying and trying and trying and trying and trying until Phil showed up at 10 o'clock at night and was like, Hey, everyone else checked in seven hours ago. Like you're eliminated. <laughs> you know, I would never have given up. So, I, but I really wasn't sure I was ever going to get it. I mean, I don't think that the that the um, it really showed quite how hard it was. And um, someone was saying on the show last night that you know your weight helped. So, like the heavier you were, yeah, like sure. it kind of held the bike easier in place. to balance. Yeah. And so I just felt so off balance and unsteady, and I just kept like the bike like went out from under me and. I don't know. It was it no, was terrible. I actually, um, someone had said, like, I don't know why it's so difficult for her. And I was like, no, the bike looks smaller than it is. It's very heavy. Had I done it, couldn't touch the ground. I said, Eliza's very, like, tiny. And trying to get that with, like, if you're, like, a big guy or something and you can shift that bike around, it's fine. But, like, me, you, and Brittany, I feel like, would have the most trouble because, you know, we're small. I know. And so I would have been in the same boat. And then also the frustration of people passing me would get in my head. And then... I know. Um, knowing That's that I this is... to get really upset. Yeah, knowing something that this is... I'm afraid of, you know, like, oh, you know, doing something that you don't like to do is already in your head. So... I mean, it, it could have happened to literally anyone. Had yeah. I had to do that, that would have been, you and I would have been going back and forth on the track for 10 hours. Like, oh my you know? God. But, and I do know how to ride bikes though. I, I know how to ride dirt bikes. I know how to do all that, but it's the weight. Oh, well then you would have been fine. But it's the weight it's of going the bike slow. going slow. Going slow. You yeah. know, I'm like a, I like to go fast. So I would have probably went fast and crashed into something like Janelle, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, even just like going slow and being so little is hard to control that bike. Yeah. If you could have just zipped through, you probably would have been better A because lot then the lines, you know, wouldn't have mattered as much. I know. And then, and then, so now going into like you, you get to, well, first you guys went to go to do the irrigation or paddling, but you guys saw us at the bus stop uh, and you guys hopped off uh, your taxi right then and there and thinking that we were going to the next spot, right? Um, I don't think we got out of our taxi. I don't think I they think did either. Oh, we, were just... still, we opened the window. Right. I remember oh, we like yelled yeah, out yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were like, is this it? And you were like, no, this is a bus stop. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And Colin ran over to our window. And Colin came over and he goes, listen, do irritation, not irrigation. Yes. It's much faster. Yeah. He's like, trust me, all the teams got passed. And I was like, oh, that was so nice. Thank you for the advice. And he's like, don't do the water wheel. He's like, it takes forever. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we didn't get out of the cab there, though. We just um, just stopped and then went. Yeah. 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 And I guess it felt nice getting there and seeing Rachel and Alyssa still working on it to like, oh, I still got a little hope, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and at that point, we, di- you know, it's funny because it makes it seem like I think that we have hope at that point, but like yeah, we still felt pretty head. hopeless <laughs> until we saw the clue uh-huh. when I'm like, we're still in it, we're still in it. But that's obviously what you've talked about with Corinne that, um, you know, we, 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 there was a head to head which got cut. Yes, yes, there was a head to head. And so, I mean, and that, that changes the game a little bit for you guys in your head because you're not just running last. You're like, well, I can kind of, you know, I don't have to sprint there, right? Because yeah. I can get there and there's going to be a team waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and so the fact that, I mean, I guess they probably cut it because it kind of stayed like in the same, because you guys were last technically and then you guys still ended up getting out. But I feel like a lot of teams. It shifted around it the shifted. places. Like Team Fun was first. Yeah. And we were third. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that we were able to win and get second and Colin and Chrissy were able to win to get first. And How was that badminton match with, so you walk up, we weren't there, but you walk up, how are you feeling? You see like Rachel and Alyssa on the court. Did you watch them play a previous game or how did that go? Well, so actually they had played two previous games. Okay. They played against the... Who was it? The Afghanimals, I guess. Yeah, it had to be the Afghanimals. So they played against the Afghanimals and lost. Then they played against Janelle and Brittany mm. and lost. Yeah. So they had already lost two games. So they'd had a lot of practice. practice. Yeah. And we still came close to beating them. Um, but like we were just still getting the hang of it. And it was just our first game. And so if we'd had one more game, like we might have been able to do it. But um, on our first game in their third, we just didn't we just right. didn't get it done. Yeah. Um so and 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 what a drama filled mat uh i didn't i didn't i was not expecting that like watching it i thought it was just gonna be you know you got last <laughs> whatever i didn't even know you guys would be on the mat at the same time and, I know. and, and then seeing that transpire i was like oh wow <laughs> yeah and Corinne said on the podcast that she cried but i didn't see it so they must not have put that on there you know i think that they um like they had to show us going to the mat at the same time. They made it, and people were like, "Oh my god, you lost by one minute!" I'm like, "Oh no, no, we didn't. We really didn't." They were like, "Was it a foot race? It was a foot race. You lost a foot race." I'm like, 
No, no, we, no, no <laughs> we did not lose a foot race. Like everyone was waiting for us. Like it was when we got there, I think you guys, your match was already done, but like we got there during like maybe the third match or something. Mm. So we sat there for a very long time oh, wow. waiting okay. for our match. We were there. We watched, we watched the Afghanimals lose. Mm-hmm. We, we, no, we watched Team Fun lose because they mm-hmm. were very upset. Oh, okay. They were so like, that was early. Yeah. We'd gotten it. Yeah. So like the badminton matches were like just underway when we'd gotten there. So it wasn't like we were even... I mean, everyone else would have checked in had it been just a regular mat. Like, certainly yeah. we were in last. But, um, but it, like, you know, it looks like we lost by a minute, which yeah. was just so <laughs> not the case. So not the case. Um, and, you know, it's just funny, like, the way that the, the whole thing sh- shook out with the Riley sisters. Like, we have nothing against them. Mm-hmm. We're actually, like, friends with them in real life. Like, Alyssa, like, posted on her Instagram last night, like, hey, everyone, chill out. Like, Eliza and I are friends. Like, take it easy on her because like <laughs> all their fans have like come for us yeah. um and you know we didn't even we didn't really know them going into the race and mm-hmm. like we said some stupid stuff but like we're all friends in real life like it's yeah. just so it's like so heat of the bad. moment type of stuff yeah, like just you're just like frustrated and mm-hmm. and upset and um and so like it's just uh it was kind of funny that they showed all of that you know usually they don't show that post <laughs> like right, right. scene and we walked away and I, I didn't cry on the mat. I was still just like really angry. And mm-hmm. I guess I said afterwards, like, I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of like crying in front yeah. of them, which mm-hmm. we still cried in front of them, just like two feet away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I walked away from them. And it was like, weird how they showed them like staring you guys down. Was that accurate? I, I, honestly, when once we walked away from the mat, I like thought it was, it was just over for me. Like I like yeah. forgot I was even still mic'd. I like... Uh-huh like the cameras weren't near us at all so we just like walked away and like i was like oh it's just gonna be like the departing shot you know how like rupert and laura like walk off Mm -hmm. like it's like the departing shot and so like it didn't occur to me that any of it was still going on yeah and i just like broke down sobbing because it like hit me that it was really over Mm -hmm. and i cared so much you know like i mean as much as you know we're obnoxious or whatever people can hate us but like no one can say we like didn't care or that yeah. we... oh yeah no it was it was so fun to watch you guys like i love it <laughs> you guys took a lot of you guys got a lot of air time like, oh was... yeah oh yeah you did i, know, I don't know like an gonna, early boot right i don't know who's gonna get it now i mean dang <laughs> i don't I know, know who the new uh villain team's gonna be but they got big shoes to fill <laughs> I know. Well, listen, we, we had a great time and like, mm-hmm. we just had so much more in us, like so much more race in us. Like we really wanted to just get to compete and get to continue on. And yeah, for sure. so we were super bummed, mm-hmm. um, to be eliminated to say the least. Bum doesn't really quite cover it. Like devastated. I mean, we were just like inconsolable. I mean, we cried for like days. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Uh, Isn't it so sad? It was it so is, sad. Yeah. I cried the whole flight, like afterwards. Yeah, and it, I mean it is, and it's something that you know in the race and uh, in, in any leg, you know, you have that feeling in your stomach, like if you're when you're panicking in the middle of a race, and you're like, if I get out, it's like complete death. Like, yeah, you feel like that literally, like, <laughs> like it's over. You know, it's over. And and, and uh, yeah, just that feeling on the mat. I yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brutal. Brutal. um well what and and now moving forward what advice would you give to anybody that you know that would want to do the race or that gets called to do it like what what was your best advice for them oh my gosh that's that's a hard question i think um you know because i I don't think that like in terms of preparation we did anything wrong necessarily i think you guys were very prepared yeah i think as, as far as preparation we had prepared 
in every way we possibly could. You know, we watched all the old seasons. We like delineated tasks. Like if it's heights, Corinne was going to do it. If it's a puzzle, I'm going to do it. If it's heights plus puzzle, I can just handle the heights, but I'm better at puzzles. So I was Mm -hmm. still going to do it. You know, like we literally talked about every permutation of challenge of this, that, (laughs) and like, and I don't think we chose wrong on a single one. Right. I mean, like, it was correct for me to do the karaoke. It was correct for me to do the bike, even though I was terrible. Corinne says she would have been even worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that basically we we feel like all the preparation we did... I mean, listen, it's just... Some of it just comes down to luck. And yeah. so I would still tell people to do all the pre- preparing, you know, learn how to drive a stick shift and and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're good at maps and directions and whatnot but some of it's just it's just luck it's just getting a good cab driver yeah. or like asking the right person who knows where the place is that you're trying to find or yeah. whatever um but i don't know i think we're you know we're, we're really grateful to have had the experience and and even though it didn't turn out the way we hoped um we still, you know, we're we're such, we're so lucky. We feel so lucky that we got to do this. Yeah, you'll you'll have those memories forever for sure, mm-hmm. and it's recorded, so you won't forget it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's it for us. Uh, thank you so much, yeah, Eliza. Thank you. Um, you we were... know you have like a busy day today and stuff, and we appreciate you putting us in that day. Yes, thank you, of thank course, you. Uh... Of course, I love talking to you guys, and hopefully, I'll see you soon. So I hope you enjoyed uh, Corinne and Eliza, and you know, thank you guys for being on the show okay so we're gonna do the word of the day but it's gonna be vietnamese word of the day are you ready nicole i'm ready all right so the word of the day is my chail my chail my chail bike mm, polar bear we didn't did we bike in this episode yeah you rode a bike a motorbike oh pat yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh oh paddle you just said it <laughs> Trip you up. No, you didn't trip me up, but I was like, I didn't ride a bike. Yeah, you did. A moped. But yes, my chail. That means paddle. Mm, got it. No, you didn't get yes, it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. My chail. So thank you guys today for listening. Um, I know you guys are listening right now, so obviously this is where you can listen. Also, for anybody that's wondering, mm-hmm. you can listen on uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com and listen there, and you can also buy merchandise. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Coco Caliente Podcast and on Twitter at Coco Caliente Pod. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Thanks.